Time to saddle up, partners, and hit the trail onto the twisted road of fake history. Over the rolling plains, through sagebrush and cactus, and straight into the wild and problematic tales of the Old West. There it is, just over the ridge. You're headed straight into another episode of Hoofbeats in My Heart for a third time. There ain't no ifs, ands, or buts with the hoofprints on my guts from all them hoofbeats in my heart for a third time. Episode 3, Robbing and Heart Throbbing. Now Ruby's riding far away towards a brand new start. Cause Robin Banks is much safer than hoofbeats in a heart. While Marshall Brown's now a member of a traveling showbiz tour. It's to heal him of his hoofbeats, but is Miss Cody his final cure? Gentlemen, gentlemen. As president of the Wobbly Hills Bank and Trust Institution, I, Erasmus Pettipot, call this board meeting to order. We will proceed with our overview of the names and addresses of the last three months' profits deceitfully received from the widows and orphans and poor folks of this town. As it has been shown... Henry Jacob, you know that a bank teller first class is not allowed to interrupt a monthly board meeting. It's gonna get a heap more interrupting, Mr. Pettipot. It's Ruby Buckaroo, the bandit queen of the cowboys. She just rolled herself into Wobbly Hill. She what? Whereabouts is she? Henry Jacob. Establishment, am I correct, like? Well, uh, I am Erasmus Pettipot, the president and chief financial. Save your win there, mister. Don't want to waste none of your precious time, or mine neither. A yes or a no will do just dandy. So let's talk sociable and be a trying that again. Are you the big bug round this here bank? Yes or no? Oh, uh, yes. I am. And I'm supposing you know who I be. Why, you're none other than Ruby Buckaroo. Yes the... or no? Oh, um, yes. And if and you be knowing who you're talking to, you'd be savvy to why I come here. Yes or no? Yes, ma'am. Yes? Then spill it. What's my business? I, uh... The Wobbly Hills Bank and Trust Institution has been illegally and immorally squeezing every cent out of widows and orphans and folks who have nothing at all. And? And since confession is good for the soul, I hereby give you this bag of money containing our illicit profits for the last three months. 
It's yours. Consider it an unscheduled withdrawal of funds. Hmm. And do you got the names of the widows and orphans and poor folk you done swindled all spelled out on paper and stuffed in this here bag with their money? Well, I... Yes or no, you old horn toad? No! What? Uh, here, see? My meeting notes, the names, it's got their names and addresses. I'm folding it nice and neatly and putting it in the bag. See? <laughs> stuffy, stuffy into the baggy, baggy. So yours a swapping out that there no for a yes? Yes. Yes, I am. Well, glory be. I'm mighty obliged, Mr. Big Bug Bank Man. Them names will make my work powerful more easifying for giving it back, yes, sir. <laughs> And now, if in you fine banker folks will stay snug-like in your chairs and count to fifty after I mosey on out this here front door, nothing will happen to you when you all mosey on out this front door. Savvy? Yes or no? Yes, ma'am. Start accounting, gents. One, two, three, four... Five. Here you be, Whipperwill. I got me a bag of money for you to be a hauling. Good girl. Hold still, Whipperwill. <laughs> now let's be. What the? Well, flame my britches. I got me Marshall Brown's pretty little watch in my pocket. I plumb forgot to hand it back to him. Being a watch thief is plumb out of my line of work, that's for sure. Whippoorwill, we got ourselves a change of plans, for sure. We're getting a wiggle on and heading back to Lead Pipe Corners. If and I keep my distance from his dang hoofbeats in his heart, I can kind of leave off this here watch for the marshal. Giddy up, girl. Forty-eight. Look! She's a-making tracks for sure, Mr. Pettipod! Ruby Buckaroo, we'll be long gone before we get a posse together. But maybe we done got to drop on her. Nobody pushes me around. I'm a bank teller first class, for gosh sakes. Whilst I was peeking through the window shade, I done seed she was a-carrying a, a fancy-looking pocket watch. I got me a good look-see. Never seed the likes of it before. A clever observation, Henry Jacob. Even if she assumes a clever disguise, which all cunning bandits do, we'll surely be able to trace her by that watch, and we'll certainly catch her. By gum, Ruby Buckaroo isn't going to steal the money that we stole. Whoa! Hold up there! Whoa! Dr. Blister? Is something wrong? Why are you stopping the wagon? Is the rain flooding the road? I reckon everything's in apple pie order, Miss Coffee. Yes, sirree. Just giving the horses a breathing spell. You and the marshal just stay all cozy-like in the wagon for a while longer. Then me and the colonel will change places, and both of you folk can drive this here wagon into Pencil Point. All right, Dr. Blister. I'm worried, Doc. Because of a little bit of rain, Colonel? Nothing to be scared about. We're a pulling into Pencil Point shortly. 
and we'll be joining up with our two dancers and our two acrobatic actor fellers. And we got ourselves our singer riding in the show wagon. And we got ourselves Marshall Brown back there too. And his master key for to carry out the scheme. Tank got no reason to work. Oh, it ain't that, Doc. It's just that before she rode into town, Cody Kaiofi said she met up with Ruby Buckaroo. That means Ruby Buckaroo is still riding around these parts. I don't get your play, Colonel. It's this. If Ruby and Marshall got themselves hoofbeats in their arts for each other, it's only a matter of time before or they... she's a-fixin' to make her way back to this here theater show wagon? I'm a-knowin' that. But you forget, Colonel. She's still a-fearin' them their fainting spells from gettin' close up to the marshal from his contagious hoofbeats in his dang heart. But you said it ain't for real, Jock. So if she catches up with us and meets up with the marshal, nothing's gonna happen to her and she'll... Colonel, uh... Colonel, you're forgettin'. La Fleur Rouge Sommet, the red sleeping flower. That's what for real knocks her for a month of Sundays. But it, it's in your vest pocket, Doc. Already got it figured out, Colonel. It was in my vest pocket. I done gived it to Marshall Brown as a gift to be wearing on his nice, clean lawman's shirt. Said it was a symbol of him now being in the show business fraternity. He believed you? You bet your sister's calico bustle. So's if and Miss Ruby Buckaroo does come calling when we ain't a-looking. She'll smell that flower and fall off her horse again all unconscious. And we'll be a-keeping that there lady bandit out our dang crooked affairs till we done finish pulling off our plan. Thanks to the flower. And... Marshall Brown's key. Jock, you're a genius talking the Marshall into that scheme. It don't take a genius to spot a goat in a flock of sheep, Colonel. <laughs> Resting up time is over, you dang horses. Move on. Get a move on. Yeehaw! A goat in a flock of sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Blister started up the wagon again. I can't wait to pull into Pencil Point and begin our first show, Marshall Brown. Marshall Brown? Marshall Brown? You haven't stopped staring since we left Lead Pipe Corners. I'm mighty troubled. And when you say anything at all, it's always... You are simply radiant, Miss Kaiofi. You are simply radiant, Miss Kaiofi. See? Maybe we should stop the wagon and have Dr. Blister take a look at you. Uh, uh, I... No, no, I, I'm beginning to... to gather my random thoughts into a cohesive whole, Miss Kaiofi. It's just that, that the random thoughts I am gathering are of you. Me? I, I'm very flattered and, and pleased, Marshall Brown. I have to confess that, that I find you rather delightful and, 
and intriguing. Not at all like I was led to believe. Oh? And who might harbor such ill will toward me, of all federal marshals? And then carefully place those negative notions into your pretty little head, Miss Gaiofi? My friend? Your friend? But then I must be acquainted with your friend also. Who might they be? I'd rather not say. Man or woman? I won't say. Tall or short? No, I'm not saying, Marshal. Young or old? No, no, I'm not telling you. I knew it. It's Ruby Buckaroo, the bandit queen of the cowboys, correct? No. Then is it Captain Leonardo Freep yes, of the... Yes, yes, it's Ruby Buckaroo. Ah, Ruby. My poochie woochie apple dumpling little bandit. But I fear that the halcyon days between Miss Buckaroo and I, sharing our mutual hoofbeats and our heartedness, are but a memory. Especially since I met you. And I'm... I'm ashamed to say I find... I find I have... feelings towards you too, Marshal Brown. Ruby did say she wanted nothing more to do with you. But Ruby Buckaroo is my friend, and under no circumstances am I engaging in anything underhanded behind the back of my friend. But Miss Kayafi, what of my sorry plight? My fate was established, my future secure. I was settling down with my sweetheart for sure. My today was in order, and tomorrow arranged. But then in a flash, my entire life changed. You can't wash out love like you're scrubbing the floor. You can't shut out joy like you're closing the door. I wasn't prepared when clear out of the blue. There was somebody else, and that someone is you. Yes, you are so charming, but I can't pretend that there's nobody else and that she's not my friend. If you'll put out your fire, I can be on alert to turn off my heart so that no one gets hurt. You can't wash out love like you're scrubbing the floor. You can't shut out joy like you're closing the door. I wasn't prepared when clear out of the blue. There was somebody else, and that someone is you.
what's taking hold of me, Marshall Brown. I can't betray my friend Ruby Buckaroo, but I can't help myself either. Hold me. Of course, Miss Kyofi. Egad, its hoofbeats in my heart, and it's contagious. And now apparently I have infected Cody Kyofi, the Canadian canary. Ah, uh, are you feeling faint, Miss Kyofi? No. Mm, no, I'm not. Drowsy? Nauseous? Out of sorts? I feel fine, Marshall Brown. Now that you're holding me. Hmm. Nobody can stand between us. Hmm. Nobody. Hmm. Oh, I can think of somebody. Your free theater tickets right here. Get your free theater tickets right here. Oh, yeah. Get your free theater tickets <gasps> oh, right oh, here. Hey there, Sonny. Can't stop to chew the bacon fat lady. Gotta stay in this here doorway out of the rain and keep on a giving out these here a free theater tickets for tonight. Won't take but a minute, Sonny. Got me a plum simple question. I'm a chasing down a lawman named Marshall Shiloh Brown. Seen him around lead pipe corner? Sure. He done joined up with the blistering bucket traveling theatrical show. Hmm, are them tickets you're handing out for the blistering bucket traveling theatrical show? Yes, ma'am. That's what I'm a. a oh, gosh! A snakeskin lariat? Are you Ruby Buckaroo? The bandit queen of the cowboys? Yep. Gosh! And double gosh! Then here's a free theater ticket for you too, Miss Ruby Buckaroo! Why, thank you kindly, Sonny. I'm thinking I'll stay put in town and be catching up with the marshal at the bank show tomorrow. Excuse me, miss. Did I see you were getting for yourself a ticket to the theater show? The one run by Doc Blister and Colonel Bucket. You'd surely be right as a roping saddle, ladies. The show's a-playing here in Lead Pipe Corners tonight. Oh, no, it ain't. <laughs> but I got me a ticket here for sure says tonight. Come closer, like, to the carriage. We don't want that child with the tickets for to hear us. So what secret you got to get out from under your bonnets, ladies? Tight no show in this here town tonight. Or any night. Pshaw. It's all just the doc and Colonel spinning yarns to the town folk by putting on a show. And then loading up their wagon with supplies and trade for theater tickets. And then both of them galoots clearing out for anybody catches on. Do you know where they done clear themselves out too, ladies? I'm aiming to meet up with a fella a-traveling with the show. We got ourselves a telegram from Colonel Bucket. They's a-headed out to Pencil Point. And that's where we're mushing out to, cause we're dancers and such. And we're a-joining up with the show in Pencil Point. We're the famous team of Roos and Romaine. I'm Charlotte Roos. And I'm Lettuce Romaine. Well, carry me out with the tongs. It's for sure a heap of hog slop meeting up with you fancy ladies. Charlotte, looky there. She's got herself a snakeskin lariat. Why, yes, she do. Uh, miss, you wouldn't happen to be... Ruby Buggeroo. 
Yep. Well, powder me, Petticoat Pink. The team of Roos and Romaine is all fired, happified to be meeting up with you. Um, uh, you ladies mind if I trail alongside your wagon out to Pencil Point? We'd be right honored, Miss Ruby. Tie your horse to the carriage and sit up here with us. That'd be right neighborly, ladies. Move your hindquarter sections over. Oh, oh, oh whippoorwill. Follow this here carriage, girl. You make a sharp lift, ladies. The road's right up around this here corner. Here y'all, get a move on! So long, Miss Ruby! Oh, Sonny. You should scoot from under this here rain before you get yourself all stuff-headed and dribbling. I got me just a few more tickets for to give out, Miss Ruby! Get your free theater tickets! Get your free theater tickets! Whoa, get your whoa, free whoa, Shit, your mouth closed, you little scamp. My boss is wanting to speak to you. I am Mr. Erasmus Pettipot of the Wobbly Hills Bank and Trust Institution. Pleased to meet you, mister. This posse and I are searching for Miss Ruby Buckaroo, the bandit queen of the cowboys. Ooh, that's powerful interesting, mister. Here, take these free theater tickets for tonight's show. Show? Theater tickets? We have no time for such frivolity, my boy. We are hunting down Miss Ruby. Gee willikers, mister. If in you and these fine gentlemen take my theater tickets, I won't have none left, and then I can get myself up and out of this here rain. Your sogginess and well-being is of no concern to me, my boy. We are in pursuit of Miss Ruby. Mr. Pettipod. What is it? Henry Jacob. Being as to how it's a raining mighty fierce, I'm a thinking, let's take them theater tickets off in this dirty little rascal's hands and see the dang show. <laughs> the tickets are free, ain't they? And you and me and the posse can fitch up and find a hotel here in Lead Pipe Corners for the night. We can bed down and still catch up with Ruby Buckaroo at sunup. Good idea. I'm sure Miss Buckaroo won't get very far ahead of us in this driving rain anyway. We've changed our minds, my boy. We'll take those tickets. Much obliged, mister. The Lead Pot Corners Hotel and County Bean Storehouse is over yonder. To the hotel, men. That there hotel will keep you gentlemen nice and dry for tonight. And off in the trail of my new friend, Ruby Buckaroo, the bandit queen of the cowboys. <laughs> Listen for episode four, Pencil Point. That's the point. Hoofbeats in My Heart for a Third Time was written, composed, and directed by George Zahn and starred Marcy Mencotti, Edwin Wall, Noel Dupuis, David Elliott, and North Homewood and featured Anna Maria Alvarez, Joe Kurt, Nico Gerentis, John Lee, KJ Matheson, Isabel Quintero, Barbara Rosenblatt, Ed Rutherford, Frank Stacio, and Kevin Dykes. Musical direction, Twitchell Pond and his Wild West Vaqueros. Recording engineers, Dave Langley and Haley Blomquist. Hoofbeats in My Heart for a Third Time was produced by Granville North Sheridan and Marcella Bernard for Headstall, Sir Single, and Cinch Productions.